Welcome along to the Asian Women Festival podcast. My name is Shay Gadaval. I am the deputy director of the festival and the host for this podcast. And today I'm joined by two fantastic women. They are trailblazers. There's a lot to talk about and we're discussing the topic of body positivity. So without further ado, let's head into it. We're joined by Bishambhar Das. She is the UK's first ever Asian plus size model. We're also joined by Jyoti Gataora, who is a body positive advocate and public speaker. Jyoti Bishambra, thank you ladies for coming on to our podcast today. Um, it's a really weird time because we're coming out of lockdown and um, we are so excited to be doing the podcast, but we're really conscious of the fact that um, there's been so many conversations that before coronavirus pandemic was so prevalent and it feels like they've almost been shut down. And I think one of those has to be the topic of body positivity. But before we can talk about it, I think it's important for, for everyone listening to know more about both of you. Um, so let's start off with yourself first, Bishambo. Um, You are the country's first ever Asian plus size model where did your journey begin when you thought this is what I want to do I want to be you know a model but also shine a light on some of the things Asian women go through so I've been doing uh, modeling for the past six years now so I started off back in 2014 I was part of a beauty pageant where I was representing the United Kingdom against other nine European countries I was the only size 18 woman there the only plus size woman and I came second runner-up um, wow. So I remember at the time when I was part of the pageant, a lot of the girls were looking down at me, even though they weren't saying anything. You can just tell from someone's sort of attitude and everything. And I, I knew they were thinking, what is someone like her doing here? And I think that kind of gave me even more ammunition um, to want to go out there and represent because I've never believed that I'm any less. If I can succeed in every other field in my life, um, why not this as well? So I think that's really where my journey sort of started. And I've just been kicking. The rest is history, right? The rest is history. You've taken over social media. Um, you talk a lot about dealing with, um, you know, a lot of stigma against you mm. within the Asian film industry, which we'll talk about a little yeah. bit later on. Um, you've done a lot for Asian women in the community and actually being a voice where sometimes we don't hear that mm. um, as well. But tell us a bit about yourself, Jyoti. Hi, thanks, uh, Schaefer, for having me here today. I'm really, really, really pleased um, to be here and to talk about something that, again, I, I'm so passionate about. So for me, I've had, as you can see, a visual skin condition for about 20 years of my life, mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't born with it. Um, so, you know, I had a normal upbringing until 21 years old. I found this like white spot on the left of my arm. Right. Now I kept this hidden for about 20 years of my life because it was so difficult to deal with. And there was also, I felt a lot of pressure from the community and society that I thought the best thing was to shield and protect my family and hide it from everyone. And also when you're coming to terms with a condition or an illness, sometimes you just want to keep it to yourself until you feel at ease and you yeah. come to terms with it. Um, so so I did that um, and it was, it was really tough, really, really tough um, for most of that of my 20s and 30s I hid it from everyone and there was a lot of pressure there so you know if I was going out I had to cover up I wanted to cover up and I'd cover up with makeup take two or three hours weddings were a nightmare you know I mean I'd be searching Southall Broadway from one end to the other trying to find a long sleeve outfit wow. that would also cover my feet as well in the Gudwara and it was just really really hard you know everything's all you know sleeveless um, made for really skinny tall women and you can get alterations done and stuff but I never wanted to get sleeves put on it just yeah. felt like additional work you yeah. know to have to do so it was really hard to have to live like that but in 2016 I took part in this documentary and that just changed my life forever 
I also had a few personal challenges that I had to overcome. Mm. And when I did the, the documentary, I really felt this sense of relief, like I had let go of so much just by talking about it openly. And I knew everyone was going to see it. So I couldn't hide it any longer. So it's like almost stripping back yeah. and just saying this is who I am. I mean, the yeah. condition for anyone who you can't see is you have vitiligo. Yeah. Um, and v- from just looking at yourself, your vitiligo, you know, you just mentioned earlier on that you used to wear makeup, but you're not at the moment. No. So you have it on your um, arms, arms, 80% neck, covered, basically. 80% vitiligo on 80%. your body. Um, and so, you know, often I have to be honest with you, Bishambo, when we talk about body positivity, the, the usual conversation tends to be around body weight, mm-hmm. right? And so what we really wanted to do when we talk about this, you know, as a discussion at Asian Women Festival was have that wider discussion about mm-hmm. body positivity. And of course, for yourself, you know, um, Jyoti, being di- diagnosed with vitiligo at 21, it hit you at, you know, a defining time in your life. But it, there's one question I want to start off with both of you, and it'll be interesting to see what your perspectives are on this. As Asian women, why are we so obsessed with ideal beauty standards? Why is it that we are constantly looking at the ideal beauty standard? I guess from yourself, Bisham, but it's going to be around weight and the amount that we obsess, you know, with losing weight. And I suspect from yourself, actually, Dottie, it will be about what's happened to you with your vitiligo. But what do you think it is? Where did, where did, it, where did it all stem from? Let's go with you first, Bisham. Um, I think um, our culture has got a big part to play in that. And even sort of um, media, um, when we look at India, for example, you know, um, it's uh, no secret that we're heavily influenced by Bollywood, for example, and things like that. And even Punjabi music. And all the time we hear songs like Lak 28 Gurida, for example, yeah. um, we will always see, um, you know, women of a certain shape and size or a certain aesthetic being portrayed positively in the main lead role um, of a film, for example. Um, So over the years, we have basically been conditioned, our minds have, to believe that that is the only beauty idol. Um, And it's really, really sad. Like, you know, certainly my experience has always been around weight, like you said. And I remember when I would go to my local Godwara, for example, and people who I don't even know would come up to me and my mum and would say, um, in Punjabi, for example, Thurikuri the Mubas, or she's got a beautiful face, but she's really overweight. And then they would say things like, you know, and imagine growing up as a 14, 15 year old. Um, being told you can't get married. Basically just being told that your um, importance or who you are is only going to come from another man accepting you. Right, right. So I literally grew up um, believing genuinely in my heart that I was never worthy of any man's love. That shouldn't ever happen to anybody. It doesn't matter what your age is, but when you're at such a vulnerable age to deal with that as well and your body image and people not even looking at who you are as an individual the good and bad that you hold within you but then just judging you based on your outer shell you know that's got to stop and no one's ever had these conversations openly Mm. and I'm so glad that now we can and over the years we have been um but that's literally where I think it stems down to it's all about education what's your perspective on this um Jyoti in terms of when it comes to skin tone being confident in your own skin you know and and that point that Bishamra makes about these ideals that are put on you by everyone else by yourself yeah I think very sadly that this this kind of uh expectation is is thrust upon us at a very young age and you know the the way that you look I think it comes at a very early age when you're going for a function when you're going to a wedding when you're going whatever it is Mm. how you're dressed that 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 is you know so much importance is placed on the way you look essentially right. how you look how you appear because it's projecting that you know perfect idealistic 
you know, um, family portrayal of, you know, beauty and also, you know, family portrayal of perfection. And I think it sort of stems from a, from a younger age. And I, d- I don't want to blame like my family or anything. I think that's just the way that generations are because of... Is that an because Asian of, thing, though? I, I, think, I think it's combined with with media as well the media representation of what beautiful is is portrayed on tv i think it's defined by that but also the pressures of actually this is this is normal this but, is normal in our in our, in our in our yeah in our parents generation but the only thing i would say anyone listening would be thinking well, hold on this isn't just an asian issue though right it's this not. it's not what i guess the question is what is it specifically that as Asian women, we are facing more of in comparison to other women, because there are differences. Surely mm-hmm. there are differences with, as Asian women when we talk about that that topic of body positivity. I mean, it's not just um, an Asian problem. You know, every culture and every community have their own issues. Um, you know, for example, this is something that happens amongst the Chinese community as well. Thai women, Filipinos, you know. So um, it is a, an issue when it comes to body image, even, for example, the Middle East. You know, um, the thing is, in the West, it's much more celebrated now as such, um, you know, whether it is, for example, plus size is a multi million dollar industry around the world they have a a better understanding um where you know the term plus size when i certainly started off um six years ago no one even knew in punjab let alone majority of india what the word even meant so when i used to call myself a plus size model they were shocked to see you know a bigger woman basically calling self a model and i used to get trolled for that but it's it's changing slowly now people in punjab have an understanding for example because that's an area that i target as such you know they have an understanding they know what the word plus size means uh when i first started off um i would have friends who were like from the music industry for example directors and they kind of wouldn't laugh in my face because you know they had respect for me as a person but they would laugh at the concept that i would ever think of one day there'll be a plus size woman in a music video there'll be a plus size woman doing a punjabi film one day and they were like yeah whatever really and they would just shove it off um and i believe that would happen and that's finally happening now people Mm. have an understanding they know a movement is starting and it's needed i mean Mm. you know it's happened in the uk it's happened in the states canada it's so successful why not india Mm. do you know what i mean that's where it's needed that's where the change really needs to happen yeah, I agree. I completely agree. I think that the same thing with rep- th- three words, the three words I want to use here, representation, diversity and inclusivity. Those three words I feel are ad- advancing so much more in the West. When I think of like all the campaigns I've been doing, they've all been for like like the opening of London Fashion Week or Good mm. Housekeeping magazine. But, you know, you'll never get that kind of um, opening for like, an, you know, an opportunity to maybe do something in an Indian magazine. Mm. You know, it still feels like they're staggering behind. Mm. They don't want to accept that things are changing, people are moving. But you know what? They need to open their eyes. And I know I might sound really harsh here, but we are living in a world where there is diversity there Mm. are people with disabilities there are people with skin conditions and you know what it makes me really cross because I've got two young kids I want them to be able to look on tv and say oh do you know what that 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 woman looks like you but the only time my children see that is on the street oh mommy look there's a there's that woman's got vitiligo oh look you know she's got vitiligo they'll never be able to spot someone on tv particularly an Asian person and it does make me feel really sad there's still this kind of approach of we don't want to push that because actually you know what maybe our our figures will go down maybe you know our viewers will go down because we've actually portrayed someone that doesn't look it's interesting like though, isn't it? it's interesting perfect. right what you're both talking about you've both clearly faced discrimination you've you know and often when we use that word discrimination and and rightfully so we will we will associate it with you know racism but what we're talking about here it's not racism at all because firstly clearly both of you are facing it from your own community exactly. right usually it's going 
going to be women on women saying these things. Let's be honest about it. Um, and then on top of it, if, if you're getting it from your own, how on earth are you going to go out and, and deal with the rest of the world? What, what would you say to that? Because one of the biggest things for me and why I wanted to, to talk about, you know, body positivity was I have been very lucky in my family that you know, I've never really had to deal with what you're both talking about. You know, I've just, I've, the only thing that has ever happened to me is I've always been told to stand at the back of a photo because I'm too tall and all my family members are like, you know, five foot or whatever. But yeah. what I've always found really interesting is when I talk to family members and, you know, within our own family, there are real issues of um, bulimia, of anorexia within our extended family. I often think, well, hold on, if we're not having those conversations at home, and if our mothers or our sisters are saying, you look too moti, you need to get skinnier or, you know, you need to cover yeah. up um, because your skin's, you know, getting dark or whatever it is, how are we going to deal with the rest of the world? How are we going to like tell other Asian women? Because sometimes what I'm trying to, I guess what I'm trying to say is it's like we are teaching it to ourselves and it's a continuous cycle. How are we ever going to break away from that? I think we are breaking away from the cycle. You know, the fact is that we can have these conversations now. That means we're educating. People are willing to listen. So that means, you know, even though I don't agree with a lot of the gener older generation's ways um, and how they've dealt with things in the past before and they don't want to have these conversations mm. in their household, maybe they didn't know better. I mean, I look at my mum, for example, and she would always say to me like, you know, lose weight. Mm. Who's going to marry you? She was worried about these things because that's always what was drilled into her mind. Yeah. How did she know any better? And I kind of look at her now from a, a place of compassion because she didn't know any better. She only did what she thought was right. right. And I just think that now we need to understand something is, you know, if you genuinely want to help somebody, um, you know, for example, lose weight, you've got to understand how to go about it. You know, by shaming somebody, you're never ever going to be bring ever going to be able to bring any change, right? Has anything positive ever come out of shame? No. So why do we always constantly say like, oh, you're this, you're that, X, Y, Z, shaming someone constantly, and then all of a sudden we think miraculously they're going to lose weight? We've got to not just put you know, the issue onto the person who we want to see the change within, we've got to see, well, actually, what am I doing? Mm. Am I doing this the correct way? Am I actually genuinely helping this person? Or am I actually further pushing this person into this cycle, which they're not going to be able to break out of? With that in mind, do you think part of the issue is that we don't understand it? Because I'm going to be really honest with both of you, and I don't want to offend you, but there might be people listening and thinking, well, hold on, if I'm saying it, I've heard this term a lot, right which for anyone who doesn't speak Punjabi means I'm saying it for your benefit and so there might be people saying well hold on a second if you you know if weight we, we have you know obesity within this country and yes it's great to celebrate your body but we need to deal with that so what about people who would look at someone like yourself and say well actually no you're just actually um, emphasizing something we're trying to break away from in terms of weight gain but also and you might be surprised that I'm going to say this to you Jyoti there'll be people who probably say yes vitiligo is a skin condition but let's not get that mixed up with people who do need to cover their skin in terms of we talk about SPF protection now, I've seen those things on social media and you're nodding away. So I think people are saying it to you too. How do you kind of combat those? Let's go with yourself first in terms of vitiligo and, okay. and covering up so, and then Bishamba. So this is a skin disorder and it's about how you feel in yourself. And there are so many people who do cover up because they feel comfortable doing that. I did it. Yeah. It's how I felt. And that's you know? okay. And that's absolutely to. fine. There are people out there with acne, psoriasis, um, you know, eczema, you know, all types of skin conditions and they wear makeup. There are people who don't even have skin conditions and they wear makeup because it makes them feel good. Mm. So that should be an individual choice. And I think 
that doesn't matter whether you have a skin condition or not. If you want to wear makeup, you want to cover up, you should be able to do that. You know, mm. SPF is like protecting your skin. I'm not covered up, but I've still got SPS 50. Right. So whether someone knows that or not, I mean, that's going to be their judgment, their own yeah. personal, you know, judgment. Oh God, maybe she's, she should be covering up and wearing long sleeve clothes. But it's about education. And education can come in, you know, it can come into play in so many different ways. I'm educating my kids at such a young age to be empathetic towards other people's needs. Yeah. They see people in wheelchairs. They don't even look twice because they understand straight away, yeah. you know, that person might have this or my person yeah. might have that. It's they, normalizing It's it. about normalizing it. I think there is breaking that. It's breaking that mentality. And and people need to have that understanding. And it's not going to happen overnight mm. because there are, there are people of our generation as well who have such ri a rigid way of thinking. And to break that, I mean... I get told so many times, oh gosh, oh, she must have married a white guy because an Asian guy's not going to accept her like that. Wow. And when they find out he's an Asian guy, they're like, oh, oh. How did that yeah. happen? How did, oh, oh, you know, how did that happen? I mean, it's like, like I, I understand that people have even looked at you and said that they, they think you're burnt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you quite you quite often get that comment. Wow. That's a normal comment to, you know, to actually have, oh, you know, was this something that happened in a fire? And, you know, wow. you just have to now, now I just take it as a pinch of salt. And I think I'm not going to get upset and angry about it. Because back in the day, I'd have gone into my room, probably not eaten for a few days, burst into tears, mm. not spoken to anyone, gone into some sort of isolation mode mm. and dealt with it that way, thinking it was the right way. Now it's very much right. Okay, I'm going to tell them exactly what this is. No, it's not actually a burn. This is actually vitiligo and one to two percent of the population have this condition and it's formed by et cetera, et cetera. So I, I tend to now go down the educational route. And if people stop and stare down the road, and all my kids point out, I'll sort of look back, ready for a reaction. So you call it out. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to Come take my jacket on, off in a nice Bring way. Bring it on. Bring it on. It's such a British thing. In a thing, nice isn't it? way. You know, let's talk about it. You know, yeah, you're yeah, curious. Yeah. Let me tell you what it's about. Have you ever had people take photos? No, but it's the look. Okay. Just as Bishamba said, it's that glare, and that glare's got so many words in it. Right. Yeah. That look has got so many words in it. You know exactly what they're saying. Yeah, you know what they're thinking. What they're thinking. Even, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah. what about yourself, Bishamba? What would you say to those critics who, you know, talk about the fact that the, you know, the whole topic around obesity and, and glamorizing obesity, if we want to call it that? It's really important to understand that we're not clones of one another. We all have different body sizes, shapes. Um, and, you know, the average size in the United Kingdom is a size 14 to 16. Um, you know, that's, that's statistics that are out there. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, we're all different from one another. I will always work on, I've, I mean, it's it's no secret. I've lost a lot of weight over the past three to four years. And, you know, I've done what I felt was right for my own body, not mm. because some external force from the outside was putting pressure on me that I need to be a certain way. M my weight fluctuates up and down. We're women at the end of the day. We, mm. we give birth. We we have, a, you know, ama our bodies are amazing and they're always constantly changing. And why do I need to explain that to somebody else just because they don't have the mindset to understand that? Um, I think there's going to be critics out there that are going to, you know, point out um, all sorts at any point, you know, um, even now. So I've lost loads of weight and I will get people who don't know nothing about me on my social media will say, oh my God, she's so fat. Why is she so fat? Yeah. And I would think to myself, you don't even know my journey. You don't know how much weight I've lost. You don't know how right. much I've probably struggled to lose weight because that's my own personal goal. But you feel it's your right to come and make a comment and probably just push me and my self-esteem 10 steps backwards because yeah. it happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so I think instead of having such a negative mindset and always wanting to grill someone because they look different to you, actually understand that it's okay for them to be that way and everyone's on their own journey. Do you know, something I wanted to talk about with both of you is about how 
we perceive ourselves because I know at the moment there's a there's a real um trend on social media of living our best lives mm. and you know I, I wanted to talk about the concept of body positivity within that right because if we are constantly filtering ourselves if you know I mean look even I've done it I wake up in the morning I know I've got to do social media post I ain't got no makeup on. I just think, all right, I'll just get a quick filter, quick selfie, and then it's done and mm-hmm. I'm on with my day. But I never really analyze, you know, who's going to see that, the perception, um, and why am I actually filtering? You know, before before kind of filters were there, I wouldn't have even thought of doing it, right? Do, do you think part of the issue around body, body positivity, that whole topic of body positivity, is the fact that we live in a world of social media? And yes, it's great. It's amplified our voices. That's why you're both here, because you are trailblazing on social media. But also, it's put so much pressure on us to look our best, that we can't just accept and celebrate who we are. I've spent 15 years in education prior to going into presenting. I've worked with young people of today. So this isn't just a topic that affects adults. We need to look at the youth and the young people behind us because this is the generation that are entering this world that we're actually living in now. And I think this is is so important to, to talk about this because I've seen the impact that these filters have on the young people of today. And I, and I have to raise this and bring it up because how does it make them feel? They want to look at ages 11, 12, 13. They're changing the way they look, you know, because they want to look, they want to aspire to what beautiful is. But actually, when you strip that all back, it's a filter, like you said, Shay. Mm. And there's there's nothing there. It's just a filter. It's almost this false pretense of what's being actually put out on there. It puts so much pressure on, on, on young people and our children, on the future generations and ourselves as well, on what we should be looking like. I, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I've done a few filters here and there. Mm. Everyone does. But when you're continuously using it, relying on that to look a certain way and people don't see beneath that, that's what concerns me. That's what really, really concerns that's me. That's the interesting point, right? Because, Bashumba, you've talked about this. I've seen your your social media posts where, you know, you, you'll post just, this is me, the natural me. Yeah. And, you know, we get to see the glamorous world of modeling, yeah. right? And the behind the mm-hmm. scenes and ev- we all love that. But you're also very real as to say, well, actually, no, this is this is who I am. I'm mm-hmm. not going to filter that out. Why have you done that? Because not all models do that in, in terms of what Jyoti's talking about mm-hmm. regarding the effects that it has, you're right, on, on the mental health. I've come a long way sort of on my social media journey as such where first, you know, like it was all about filters and always putting your best um, self forward. And I've come to realize that, you know, I've got a social responsibility, especially as an influencer, and I need to be doing that you know, much more cautiously. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm generally, you know, done with how many likes I get on a photo, how much, you know, how many people are following me, how many views I get, where first these things really bothered me, Mm. Uh, you know, because my agent, for example, which is natural, this is what happens in the modeling world, where, um, you know, people want to know what your statistics are. Then only a brand will give you, you know, a job, for example, if you've got a reach, you're just a number. I'm done with all of that, Shay. I genuinely don't care. I mean, I just spoke about it yesterday. I put a picture up and I've said that I'm actively going to be deleting followers nobody would ever want to do that everyone's like I want followers I want followers I don't care I just want to engage with people who are on my mindset who I learn from and who get to learn from me I've got stretch marks all over my body I've got cellulite I've got lumps and bumps and guess what that is who Bishambadas is and I ain't changing that for the world and why do I want to show the best way of me because I'm far from perfect 
you know nobody is it draining is. is it ladies is it oh, draining because like because something i was i was we were talking about this me and the team when, when we when we i was so excited that both of you were going to come on the podcast because i mean there's a lot that you've both done and i just want to share that for anyone maybe they've just discovered jyoti and bishambar and they want to know more about you and then I'll, I'll tell you what i mean by draining i mean you know jyoti you featured as you mentioned on the bbc3 program misfits like us yeah. um since then you know you've shared your story with Brit british Sikh foundation you're an ambassador um you've also recently just did an interview with the metro about barbie bringing on a vitiligo yeah, model which yeah. was absolutely huge and yeah. um, bishamba you know you started your own clothing label girl like me last year um you've been filming in punjab with actors musicians breaking down those stereotypes you were the first plus size model to walk indian fashion week in london last year as well i mean this is huge right but at the same time the fact that i ha i have to share it is the fact that we're not celebrating women like yourselves. And this is my biggest bugbear. And I think why I was so keen to be involved with Asian Women Festival is that as Asian women, we don't celebrate ourselves enough. We're constantly, I could tell you the last time somebody trolled me on my social media about the way I looked or, you know, how can I post that about me and my husband? I, I hardly ever will get people actually saying, wow, you did a good job. And I just wonder, is that draining for both of you? Because the biggest issue I believe within our community as women, and especially when we talk about body positivity, is we don't celebrate our successes. We yeah. don't ever turn around and say, actually, that was really good. It's more of a, oh my God, she did that. I didn't do that. Or why is she doing that? We don't need to see, as you talked about, you know, the lumps or the bumps, or we don't need to necessarily know about the bullying or being told that you've been burned or whatever. How do, how do you feel about that? See, for me, it's been the other way around. My biggest haters as such has always been the men. Really? Um, yeah. Wow. So I've always, <laughs> men on my case, um, in, not in a good way, um, but basically it's the women that have come forward to me and always said, you know what, thank God we've got someone like you and we're so happy. I feel comfortable, confident in my skin. I know that I can wear them clothes because you're wearing them. Yeah. And if you don't care, we're learning not to care as well. Um, so for me, it's always been the men really say, you know, I, I really don't understand why people do this, but like emojis of like trucks and elephants and, you know, trolling me, just it trolls wow. what's, what they do. Um, and it did really, really affect me. And I'm not going to lie. I wake up sometimes and I'm so drained and I just think I can't be bothered with yeah. this. Like, I'm, I'm, this? I'm literally, why am I doing this? I'm tired of putting myself out there and people not even standing with me, let alone clapping for me, just stand with me and, set, and show your support. Um, but then I've just realized that, you know what, at the end of the day, I kind of feel like if I'm put on this path, I've been put on this path for a reason and I'm just going to stay true to myself. I had nobody who I could look up to as a child who looked like me and therefore because I didn't see myself, I didn't know how to be myself. Yeah. And I don't want any other child or young person growing up to feel that way. Whether I'm known or not is is, is irrelevant. Do you yeah. know what I mean? My time will come. But what is important is that I'm walking on a path with the right intention yeah. and I will stay true to that. You know, there's, especially in the world of modeling, there's, you know, when I've got Caucasian models who are doing so, so well, openly doing like lingerie shoots, getting all the big brands on with them. You know, I do sit there and I think to myself, why am I not getting the same sort of, yeah. you know, um, but that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about celebrating, right? Yeah. I'm not talking necessarily about the followers because yeah. they're following you, so they love you. Yeah. But I'm talking about people with within your world of, mm -hmm. you know, what you work in, within your industry. That celebration is what I'm talking about. Why is there never like the companionship to want to support mm -hmm. each other and bring each other up as opposed to always seeing each other as, as you know, the competition? See, again, my issue is very different. So I work majority with Western brands. Right. And the only thing that really frustrates me is that everyone talks about diversity However, you don't do nothing about it. Right. They will have, you know, a handful of uh, white models, for example, and then they will stick one 
black model in there or a dual heritage model in there, but then they're missing a whole continent, which is a South Asian woman, an mm. Asian woman. And, you know, the amount of times that I've had to approach brands and say why it would be good for them to include a woman of my colour, yeah. uh, of my heritage in a campaign is ridiculous. Do white models have to go and do that? And it really, really frustrates me. Why am I selling myself based on what my cultural background is or what my, yeah. my race is? Um, so... I've really struggled and I do then look at, you know, my other fellow models who are supportive. You know, it's not like they've never sort of supported me. They talk about how it's important, but ultimately it's the brands that are going to be, you right. know, pulling put the shots. Put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. And unfortunately they're not doing that. Um, so yeah, my struggles is <laughs> something different. What about yourself? What do you agree with or disagree with? Um, okay, so so going back to, to your question, Shay, I, um, I've had a different experience. So from the beginning of my journey, I shared my journey right from the start of, wearing makeup they're not wearing makeup so everyone saw that whole progression mm. she's like you know wearing wearing a wearing a t-shirt then wearing a pair of you know crop trousers yeah. then shorts so people have kind of followed that journey the whole way through they're not wearing makeup then yeah. doing posts without makeup so people have seen this really vulnerable you know timid person going from that to actually do you know what now I I don't really you know care anymore yeah. um so it's been that huge contrast so there's been a really big amount of support thankfully um yeah you get the odd people here and there that post comments and things and I think it's just learning to have that strong backbone mm. to be able to deal with it but like what you said um you know those kind of comments can hurt they can oh, hurt yeah. but yeah so thankfully it's been quite positive so um but but like you um Bishama as well um I find that when it comes to things like magazines and and articles and things like that you know it's all fair and well campaigning and doing that here but it's it's Asian representation presentation that lacks it's hugely lacking mm. and I'd, I'd say you know I come back to that I come back to my point again that it's just why why they're so reluctant to encourage more diversity just baffles me especially in this time and age I know that's definitely something we're gonna it's gonna come up throughout the podcast because I know it's a frustration for so many I mean even myself as a presenter um or you know often what you find is an organization will get one person and then that's it they've ticked the box yeah so you know why would they need another for example, Asian woman or, you know, as you've said, a plus size model or a person who has vitiligo because they've already got it. And I that's mean, look it. at Primark. They've got yeah. this young boy, Caden, right? He's only, what, 13, 14. Yet yeah, that is such a big brand. And they've done so well with that, you know, mm. vitiligo model there, mm. you know, just representing, you know, Amazing. their brand. Yeah. Something yeah. so simple, but so powerful. Absolutely. And I just think, gosh, just it just takes one Indian magazine, Asiana or whatever, just to have one person on the front cover, you know, and that's what I've actually recently done. So I'm working with a fashion designer mm. who's put together a Vogue campaign mm. with thousands of people, diverse models. And we're pushing for Vogue to actually take this on board to make this, you know, make their covers more diverse. But can you imagine doing that with the Asian media I it's mean a whole different it, it world it would be a whole it? different world yeah um, ladies I feel like there's so much more I could talk to you about um but there are time is against it but there's something I really wanted both of you to have the final say on really because I think you hit the nail on the head both of you when you were talking about not seeing yourselves growing up and I suspect there's probably going to be a parent listening to this or hopefully there'll be someone listening to this who, who is really struggling with body positivity and they've come across this podcast. You know, if you were to just talk to them directly, what would you want to say? Because I always try and think about, I wish someone would have said that to me when I was 13, you know, and sometimes it's, it's really just important to directly say it to them. 
So what, what would you like to say, Jodhi? I would say um, the key to actually reaching out and getting support is talk to someone. That could be your best friend. That could be your mum, your uncle, your aunt, someone in school. Talk to someone because if you keep it inside, it just ends up just growing. That pain grows and you deal with things that may not be the right way. You know, you might deal with it in the wrong way. So really reach out. There are so many support groups. Like that's how, you know, people are sort of coming to me now with yeah. visible skin conditions. Go to Instagram, go to go to Facebook, um, you know, Bushish Skin Foundation. There are so many charities, leading charities out there. Yeah. Um, I'm an ambassador for the British Skin Foundation, but there are so many you know, organizations that you can go to. Do not think you're alone on this journey, whatever it is, because there's someone out there or a charity or organization just to give you that support. So that's the first thing I'd say. Beautifully said. And what about yourself, Bishambad? What would you say? Jyoti said it really well, but I would basically say, you know, when I get asked this question, I always think, what would Bishamba say to her younger yeah, self? Basically, yeah. that's how I look at it. And, you know, the main thing always was for me, I was so desperate to look for acceptance from other people. You know, that's what it all came down to. I just yeah. wanted to be accepted. Um, and I have now come to a point in my life where I realised where I actually don't care if someone accepts me. And obviously it's been a journey and it's taken a long time to get there. But the sooner you get to that realisation, the more free you will be. Um, I'm just done with wanting to tick other people's boxes. What matters is how I see myself. And you know what? I'm bloody amazing. And I tell myself that even on my down days, you yeah. know, that there's no one like you and I am my only competition. And I think if we start to look at things in that way, the sun's always shining on us. That, that's a t-shirt slogan right there, Literally. isn't it? I mean, like happy days. Imagine Trademark waking it. up in the morning and I just see myself saying I'm amazing. <laughs> I, I need to buy a t-shirt saying that. Um, if you would like to get further details for these fantastic women, you can follow Bisham Burdas um, on Instagram, Facebook, Bisham Burdas. And if you would like to follow Jyoti, it's vitiligo underscore and underscore me. Jyoti, Bisham thank you, ladies. Thank you so I much. really appreciate appreciate it and I suspect we're going to talk about this again and again and we will get you back on the podcast Jyoti Bishamber my pleasure thank you thank, thank you, you.